Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Nerds One Quest. I am your host and DMJC this morning here with Two Nerds because well, it's the name of the show. <laughs> Jeff Doc Williams is on hiatus this week. Um so so is Doc. It'll be kinda interesting. I'm gonna try something new here. We're gonna push the fast forward button just a little. But before we get started, these two nerds that I got here with me today, the man on the ones and twos, reaching, searching for something off to his left, Tom M. Norman, playing my, Aaron How you doing, buddy? My brain is on hiatus. I'm fine. My dogs are barking <laughs> this morning because my neighbor decided to start mowing his lawn at 8.15 at... on a Sunday. What the truck? Yeah, so... You need yeah, to send him a case of beer and say, drink this on Saturday. <laughs> I should. Yeah, that's the problem. He's he's not clearly not having enough fun in the night before. Yes, clearly exactly. Not. That other voice you hear, of course, is Ryan Crixus Cooked. How are you doing this morning, bud? Oh, fantastic! Can't wait for a little D and D action on this beautiful Sunday morning. You survived Friday night, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't get sucked into the box, but enough about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, don't ever let it be said that if you have a negative modifier, you can't succeed at a strength throw, saving throw. A rogue, negative one strength modifier, made five successful DC 17 strength saving throws in a row. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Imagine that, fire. Imagine Aaron on making five straight strength saving throws. It's like that. <laughs> gonna happen. That is not happening. Especially, yeah, that's. I'm looking at my stat sheet right now, and I think my icon, my user icon, just cringed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have a recap, Ryan? Did you were you able to find that or no? I mean, I don't have a good recap, but I can provide a recap. Um, okay. For the most part, um, the activity wrapped up. Um, we tried to scry on a couple individuals, got a good uh, idea of what's going on with Valish Gant uh, over at Revel's End. We weren't able to successfully scry on the Frost Maiden. Something prevented us from getting a good glimpse of what was going on there. Um, headed back to the Lonely Wood and, um, you know, did some bartering with, uh, Nimsy and, uh, were able to identify that in the, uh, the bar, uh, as available and made a deal to, uh, uh to update that. Uh, unfortunately, as part of that deal, Eliana told us that, uh, it is not in her heart to continue on with us in this quest. And uh, she really wants to focus on revitalizing the uh, the bar, um, which we called the Belching Dragon, TBD. So um, kind of the, uh, the last episode ended with us um, kind of clearing out, cleaning out the bar and coming together as a team on that. So... And then uh, 
Our limerick provided by uh, Doc provided by uh, uh, provided a limerick. Speaker Nimsy gives cookies and feeds. Provides gold and things TBD needs. But the thing Doc likes best, better than all the rest, is the acquisition of the indeed. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it a lot. So you guys took some time uh, working at the end, and it's actually somewhat functional by the time you leave. There's a couple of rooms that you guys can rent out. Um, two of the rooms are still. There wasn't enough furniture between the four of them to get more than two rooms set up. So you have two rooms that are set up and two that are kind of stored. One's kind of stored for, like, busted parts. Another one's just kind of like a storage room right now. Uh, you have two table setups downstairs. Um Things have kind of been cleaned up. You have a somewhat stocked bar. The door's back on the on the hinges and everything. And you leave it in a state where you think there may be some income coming from this soon. Um, a little short on supplies. Doc and Ellie were going to figure that out as you guys ventured north towards Revel's End. So where we are going to pick up is... The two of you, with your sled dogs, headed north. And as you crest a snowdrift, you see in the distance, the you had headed out west per the suggestion from Nimsy, found the sea of moving ice, and headed north from there. And Cresting a rise perched on the cliffside overlooking the Sea of Moving Ice is this gigantic blade-shaped rock that rises up. Almost looks like the like a massive version of Pride Rock from The Lion King. Um, and that looms over this fortress, this five-pointed, or no, six-pointed star fortress and in the middle of this fortress is a large tower that overlooks it um, the cliff that down to the sea of moving ice is 160 feet down on the left hand side as you face it and there's a small trail that you can see leading up to the southern entrance of the prison. Is it safe to How take the like dogs to on the trail? Sure, yeah. It looks like it. It looks like it's been a well kind of traveled trail. Um, there, There's a uh, snow drift on the one side of it and we all know how that snow drifts and then you can see all the tracks kind of through it and back and forth that it, it's built up over time. Wind is very biting coming off of the sea. Um, as you move down towards this trail and move in, you it's like the wind suddenly is broken. Like you've caught, you've gotten yourself behind this mountain. And you, you realize that the mountain pretty much, this rock formation protects the fortress from the wind. As the wind dies down. 
a little bit. You approach on the trail through the gate. Standing in front of you is a 30-foot tall wood and iron door. There's, there's no one there. There's no bell or anything. It's just this tall door in front of you. No little opening that a little munchkin opens up and... I mean, we'd have to knock uh, first, right? You... Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Crixus is going to look at Aranon, and he's going to say, uh, I can try to knock, and then we can knock it down. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's an option. I mean, it's... So, and we don't see any lights, no nothing, no. Oh, there's there's lights on the on the corners of it. There's like guard watchtowers. Um, make a perception check. Mm-hmm. I've got a fourteen. Yeah, up in up in the towers, you, Crixus, you can see a couple of guards in the towers and the points. Um, Norm, just quick question: Did you have this map up or no? You did not send me this map. Oh, I sent it to you a long time ago. <laughs> um, oh, which I'll find uh, it again? Which map is it? Revels End. Oh, let's go image. It looks oh. like a like six pointed star. Oh 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 oh. There we go. Uh-oh, oh, what did you do? Oh, there it is. You it's get in. Oh, it's up. Oh, oh, Yay! Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so you guys are approaching from the south, from the bottom on the trail. Um. And on in the corners, do you guys have all the numbers, or no? Yeah, but it's 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 going to be impossible to read. That's fine. Up in the corners, on the in, in the top, on the left and right, you can see there are these. They're basically guard towers, and there is movement in both of them, and you see the light coming from them. There aren't any visible windows on the ground level, and you only see light coming from the top. And there's a faint um, refractory light on the clouds above. This is a cloudy night, or a cloudy day. <laughs> it's always night. It's <laughs> fair. I mean, are we aware it's nighttime yet? I mean, the the aurora borealis like effect is not in the sky at all, so you would assume it's pretty late, based on your their day night cycle. Well, I can either take the back of my hatchet and bang on the door. Or we can try to find another way in. I I mean I yeah let's I say we just knock and see what happens. Okay, that's what I like to do. Yep. So you take the back of your hatchet there and you kind of bang on the door, and it takes about four or five seconds, and this 
ethereal face just kind of pops out of the door. And it's the bearded human. Says, can I help you? Yes, we are travelers looking to speak to Valish Gant. Valish Gant? Is he a prisoner here? It It is what we hear. He has information we need. So you wish to speak to a prisoner? Indeed. Very well. Enter inside. Wait in the entranceway. Warden will come by to see you shortly. And he, the face pulls back and the doors creak open. Just enough that you guys can walk in. You walk in? Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna get out of the cold and okay. Alright, you bring you bring the dogs in as well? Perfect. Yeah, I think absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you bring you bring the dog sleds in. There's enough room to get the dog sled. This is like ten feet wide by like thirty feet long, this hallway. Um and the uh shortly after getting everything in there, there are two guards that show up. Um and the one says uh your one's got like a pad and a quill and he's like, uh, can I get your names for the record? visiting who you're visiting, who you're looking for, and how long you think your stay will be. I'm going to look at Aranon. Like, you go first. I I don't know if we're using real names or if we're using Batman. I, I am going to uh, say, uh, you may call me Doc. I am going to give, I'm going to give Doc's name. No, uh, I'm kidding. I'm going to say I am... Uh... Oh, that's a great question, Crixus. Yeah, I'm going to give a fake name. I am... Uh... J.D. McGillicuddy. Mm. Okay, make a, make a deception check. <laughs> Based Good on one. how I said it, I'm sure it's not deceptive. <laughs> it is not deceptive. Nine. Nine? Uh-huh. He raises one eyebrow at you. Writes the name down on the pad of paper. Um and then turns and looks at Crixus. You? Jackson Daniels. <laughs> My friends call me Jack. <laughs> nice. Uh, you go ahead and make a deception check as well. I should have said I was James Beam. Oh. <laughs> Seven. Crixus can't help Seven. <laughs> Laugh at his own joke. <laughs> the guard kind of looks at you and he goes... Jackson Daniels. That's that's a new one. And he writes it down on the pad. You get the feeling that he really doesn't care that he's being lied to about who you guys are. And Not he really doesn't want to know anything about anyone that, w- 
No, and he really doesn't want to know anything about anyone that would be coming to visit a prisoner here. <laughs> like, this prison and what it's known for. He's He does not want to even question... The other guy looks at the two of you and says, Would you like me to stable your dogs? It's right next door. If you would, kind sir. And then I'm going to provide him a gold for the trouble. Oh, absolutely. I'm also going to give well, a gold I, just I to kind of schmooze, kind of schmooze it. Because we want to be sure that we don't get screwed. What do you here. say to three shillings and we forget the name? <laughs> kind of what Aaron's pulling here. Welcome to Revel's End, Mr. Smith. <laughs> Closes the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the one guard, who actually, looking at him, you can tell he's stable master. Like, he reaches into his, he's got a little pouch at his head, he reaches in, he's got little chunks of meat to give the dogs stuff and kind of gets them to cooperate without issue, which is really kind of strange for you, Aranon, because Prince's... Seems to be completely cool with this guy. <laughs> Which, as we know, is part for the course. Um, he walks away into the... Um, he takes them back outside and in through a different door outside into the stables, which is right next door. In from... Um, in from the room uh, to your right... Um, Two guards come out after the the guy with the logbook leaves. They say, um, we are going to need all your weapons. Um, we'll lock them in a box here in the room. You'll have the key to that box. No one will be able to get into it until you come back down and unlock it. But for the safety of the prisoners, the guards, and everyone inside this building, we do need to keep all your weapons down here. Weapons keep getting locked up in random boxes. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Um, I think we had to expect it, though. Mm-hmm. This is a high-security prison for the most dangerous people on the Sword Coast. It's for your own safety as well. Makes sense to me. Crixus uh, hands over his, uh, his hatchets. No, just come here. You can... Come through the door, and he brings you into the other room. He opens up this large box. He goes, "Here you go. You can put your. We don't even need to touch them. You can put them in there." Here's the lock. He hands you the lock. The key's in it. You can lock it up. And then he just stands back with his other garden, observes you guys. Please, all weapons. We will frisk you in the end to make sure. Alright, kind of eyeing Aaron on and his dark clothing. <laughs> You're gonna frisk me in the end? Well, we are in prison. Does it sound it? <laughs> the one who hasn't spoken yet looks at you and says, Does that sound enjoyable to you? <laughs> no. I'm just shitting you. I'm just shitting you, man. <laughs> That's the stuff the prisoners do, not us. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I know. Guess I'm, I'll... I'm kidding. Everyone's got their own cell. There's no one. There, none of that stuff happens here. I'll I'll do the hand. There are rumors though, and it's fun to play on them. 
Okay. Hand axes and shield in the box, I suppose. Okay. Aaron? I will... Yeah. I'm trying... I've been trying to think of a way to keep my... At least a dagger. Yeah, you absolutely could. You can tuck it away if you want to and hope you pass the right. frisking. Right, right in the prison pocket. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right in the prison pocket. There you go. I don't know if that's where you want to keep a dagger, though. It isn't. Get a little painful. <laughs> no. Sheath and all, it'd be, you know, depending on the size of the dagger. Yeah. All right. Very uncomfortable. So I'm going to, considering I'm a rogue, I think I would have a hidden pocket somewhere. So I'm going to take off all my gear and throw it in the chest. But as I'm throwing it all in there, I'm going to take one of my daggers and kind of slide it in as I'm taking other stuff out. Okay. Um, as you are sliding it, um, hiding that, I need you to make a. I forget. I'll call it a sleight of hand check. Like a sleight of hand check to. Um, this will be good. I have a plus hide 10. Your dagger. Oh, damn. Roll much then. Oh, jeez. So I, I, I get it. A 2 plus 10 is 12. <laughs> okay. Do you think it's hidden? I'm gonna um, make the case that I need my staff um, for walking along the slick surfaces here. You're gonna that pull could a be icy. Pull a Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, just hold on to my staff. A bird make a, a persuasion check. Something. Would you really take a staff away from an old man? Or a walking <laughs> stick? Eleven. Eleven? This is not very persuasive today. May I see it? Sure. Cardass. I hand it over. Sure. And you see him just kind of look at it. And you see like this, this, um, you notice like this magical thing passes over his eyes like this field, like he's looking at it trying to detect if it's magic. It has a magical property, what is it? Has the ability demonstrate it? to project a sound of a bird. And then I, I demonstrate it with this amazing flourish and then there's like a, a raven call in the background. Mm. Very well. ah! Yeah, I don't have a specific raven call. My bad. No, I, I got it. No problem. <laughs> I got it. It's all good. <laughs> I said caw. <laughs> I guess it has to it maybe it's specific very well. to an an eagle shriek, I guess, is, is I guess what I have access yeah. to. It works. Um, Aranon. When they start they you guys lock up the box and everything and they 
start doing a pat down. Um, you didn't get your dagger all the way into your sheath, and it's actually created a little noticeable bump on your leg as he's patting you down, and he's like, what the hell's this? You don't care about your life? <laughs> oh, sorry. I uh, I thought I I thought I stuck that in there. My bad. I'll toss it in. Okay, so you unlock, you take it, and you unlock the box, and throw it in there, and lock the box back up. And he continues your pat down. He's, uh, very good. Very yeah, well. I'm gonna look at Crixus and All say, right, "Oh the warden man, I'll be I've... here to see you in a minute." I'm gonna look at Crixus and say, "Oh man, I have so many pockets. I, whew." A good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guard rolls his eyes. <laughs> Let's be thankful this guarding unit is so good at their job. <laughs> so after uh, after about mm, fifteen minutes or so, uh, the warden comes in, um, introduces. Oh. Dang it, where is the warden's information? Oh, I had it's it's Warden Marthanus is they introduce themselves as. I'm trying to find where the hell is it? Normally this stuff is like right at the top. I'm gonna give a description of them. No matter. Uh, He's a guy with the face and arms. The warden. And legs. Yeah, and actually, we'll just we'll just say this is the um, the person you saw earlier come through the door, the bearded human. He comes walking in, kind of burly, and uh, says, "Can I help you? You're here to see a uh, prisoner." I am the warden here, by the way. My name is Warden Marthanus. Yes, we are here to see one of your inmates. And which one would that be? Uh, oh shit, what's his name? <laughs> I just blanked on his We're name. We're here to see Velishgant. <laughs> yes, Velishgant. Velishgant. Hmm. I don't remember. I will have to um, take you to the record-keeping room to figure out what number he is. Prisoners are numbered for anonymity and safety. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I turned to Aranon, and I think Crixus had the impression Valish Gant was more important, and based on the scrying and nobody really knowing which prisoner he is, I think Crixus is getting the impression he's not a big deal. And we might be on a wild goose chase. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of glance at him and just kind of raise an eyebrow like he should know who and where this guy is. Um... Are, are we following him, or are we? Did he walk off on his own? He told you to follow him. Okay. 
So Are you I'm, following him? Yeah, I'm going to lag behind a couple feet and kind of slow Crixus down so we can have just a mini conversation real quick. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of whisper in his lean over and whisper in his ear. This may be a wild goose chase. He should know. He should know who this man is if he is who we think he is. Crixus got the same impression, but kind of said, "Be on your guard in case this is not a wild goose chase, and instead this is a trap." Yeah, yeah, I'm Taylor definitely not like down the hallway. We, he opens the. I'm definitely not liking that we left our our stuff back in that room. He leads you down the hall and through the first door into the main area, walking towards the center. And when he opens that first door, you hear the prisoners all around. Uh, something you notice when you go entering through this door is that the temperature significantly changes. It's a balmy 68 degrees Fahrenheit, kept for comfort. And it's the first time in a long time, having traveled north here, that you've felt warmth and you actually kind of start loosening up your stuff to let some of that warmth in he takes you forward uh, to one of the doors that lead to that center hexagon and um, takes you to the spiral staircase moving up um, to the second floor you pass a door uh, on the spiral staircase at what would be one story up and you get the second story up and he stops and unlocks the door and brings you into what looks like an office. Um, it is... Uh, oh, here. The, door pre- uh, the room presented before you... Um, it is a... There's a long, slightly curved table that takes up much of this room. Um, you get the, this isn't an office, this is um, like a meeting room, a gathering area. Uh, There is 11 chairs that sit around this table. Um, Each one of the chairs, every one of them, except the one in the middle, has a banner draped over the back of it. And those banners, you notice um, each of those Banners has a specific sigildry and color scheme for the members of the Lord's Alliance, the different cities from the Lord's Alliance. And then hanging on the wall is a huge red banner with a golden crown that you know represents the Lord's Alliance. So each one of these individual cities on each chair and then the one for the Lord's Alliance in the back. Uh, the The chair in the middle has nothing up. So there's five chairs on each side of one empty chair that have all these banners on them. And he said, ah, my uh, my quarters, oh, you don't need to know about my quarters, but my office is right here. And he points to the other door. Um, there are two doors leading out of that room, one to the north and one to the south. And what, the one to the north is What number is this little, on the map? I have it open uh, up on my other computer. Uh, R20 is the meeting room. 
our 21 is his quarters and our 22 is the warden's office. It's on the second floor. It's right. the little hexagon on the bottom. Second yep. floor. I got it. Um, he brings you into his office, unlocks the door, brings you in there. Uh, there are five locked wooden cabinets along the one wall. Um, there's a desk in the middle of the room. Um, and that is it's what you see as you enter. It's very plain. He, there's not a lot of decoration in here. There isn't a lot of adornment. It's a place where he does paperwork, basically. Mm. Uh, let me see. He goes over to one of the cabinets. He unlocks it. He pulls key ring from his belt and unlocks it. Slides the cabinet open. He said, you said Gant, right? Indeed. Bellish Gant. F. G. Gant. G-A. G. Gant. 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 How many oh. prisoners? How many prisoners do you keep here, Warden? Oh, currently there's probably close to seventy-five. Uh, these are the records of all the prisoners that have ever been here, though. I mean, like this. Hang on a second. He pulls this one open. And he's like, "Yeah, this guy passed about a decade ago." And he said, so they're all different. These are our records in case anyone should come and ask what has happened to any of these prisoners. We have on file what happened and what was done with the body if someone came to get it or if we have put it, incinerated it or put it out to sea. Different. We honor different requests depending on the background of these prisoners. Um, this son of a bitch, though, uh, he was trying to... Well, he got caught for messing with the, uh, the trademark in Nintendowns. He had a protection racket going on in Brinchander. And was charged also with, well, it looks like an attempted murder on um, Duvessa Shane. Huh. Wow. His number is Prisoner 237. The guards will know that and where to find him. Um, I can bring you down to the audience chamber where you could talk with him if you like so what was we the name of the person that. what was the name of the person that he had tried to kill Duvessa, Duvessa Shane you know that name that's the speaker of Bryn Chander yeah yeah she's the she's the one that said she may have something else for her. that she she when you could come if you could come back she's the one you delivered the messages for to the smaller cities on your way through. Okay. And then said when you're current when you're done visiting um Revel's End to come in. Speak to her. She may have something more for you that she's been investigating. 
Oh, good lord. Hold on. My dogs are losing their mind. <laughs> Alright. Um, well, I'm going to ask the warden. You'd like then. to meet with him, though, correct? Uh, yes. We would. Yeah, I just have some more questions. Um, sure. Are all, are all the uh, inmates here uh, dangerous? Is Does this somehow inhibit magical power how how do you keep dangerous individuals here well, the cells are all anti-magic have anti-magic uh, properties to them built right into the walls uh, moving magical um, folks we create a we have these and he pulls it out of his pocket and he's got this little circular desk and he hits it and suddenly when he hits it all the sound goes away like you can't hear anything at all and then he clicks it back he's like that's that goes out to about 20 feet from us um and then a pair of manacles that hand there you literally lay your hands into them and then they fold a metal piece so your hand is held in place and it's locked and locked together behind their back so that they cannot move their hands or arms at all. The silence and the use of their hands pretty much limits any magic that they can do as we move them. The questioning room that you'll be talking to them in will be uh, an anti-magic zone as well. Indeed. Alright. Any other questions, Aaron, or are we ready to meet with Valish Gant? Let's let's do this. Let's see what this turd's about. All right. So he leads you down, uh, back out, and down the spiral staircase. He's going to be leading you to area R12. Um, oh, I messed this up. I have two tabs open. One's the map, one's the adventure, and I flip-flopped him um so he leads you down the stairs the spiral staircase and out of that octagon on the base level and out to the west side the western point that room there as you are brought through that main area that large main area as you're coming back through and you get a good look at it now you see that this is all the prison cells you see where all the prisoners are locked um you hear some jaw jacking and some talking um from some areas. Some areas are very, very quiet. Like, it seems like they intentionally keep silent spells on some areas for magic users. Um, but he brings you west down that hallway and into R12. Um, opening up the door, you are presented with a small meeting room uh, that there's a large rectangular table it has a single chair on one side and three chairs on the opposite side of it. Um, he, the warden motions for you to have, take seats in the three chairs, and he said, we will bring the prisoner in shortly. As you enter this room, Crixus, um, you notice the anti-magic field. Like You step in and you feel just like you've been completely cut off from your magic. It's almost a little disconcerting because you 
that's always kind of been your connection to your God. <laughs> so you feel very, or you've always felt a sense of comfort. You step in here and you feel, I'm, I'm very alone. I have Aranon next to me and that is it. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Constant reassuring presence of your magic has disappeared. I grip the staff a little more tightly. I'm going to look at Crixus and kind of... Are you alright? Yes, I just can't touch my magic here. Hmm. So it really... So it really is a magic... Empty magic chamber, whatever the hell he called it. It would appear so. Hmm. Be on your guard. Well, I feel normal, probably because I don't have magic, but... <sighs> Alright, um... Well, shit. Where do you want to sit? Or do you not I mean... want... I, you know what? I'm going to stand because I do not want to be caught sitting. Yeah, I'll sit down. I mean, someone come, rolls up on me. I'm, I'm paranoid as shit. Being a rogue and a thief, I do not want to stay in prison. <laughs> it's your first taste right here. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully my last taste. So it's you sitting in there, and just about the time you think... Um, you wouldn't. Do uh, you start going? Where, well, where is it? The door slams open, and a man is ushered in, and they bring him over to the chair. And they, instead of undoing his bindings or anything, they put his hands over the back of the chair and sit him down in front of you. So his hands are in bindings, and he's sitting on the chair, kind of similar to how I'm sitting here right now in, in my chair. You cannot see his hands. The plain brown hoodless robe um, that is he is wearing, uh, you've seen on other prisoners. Um, looks like it's com comfortable enough for him. He sits down and he kind of, his big mutton chop sideburns and double chin sitting there and he kind of stops and he looks at you. Do I know you? You don't. We know of you. Are you from the Arcane Brotherhood? We are no friends of the Brotherhood. However, we are no enemies either. You see the disgust in his voice, or in his face, when you said we are no friends of the Arcane Brotherhood? And then, when you say we are no enemies, it stops and gives you a questioning look. What do you require of me, then? We are travelers, looking and hoping that you have some information, allowing us to counter this eternal cold and darkness. Any information would be helpful, but 
I'm hoping that you have some specific knowledge that can point me either in that direction or someone at the Arcane Brotherhood who may be interested in joining our cause. The Everlasting Rhyme you're referring to. Mm. That is, uh, is problematic. I may be able to get you in contact with the Brotherhood. How so? I am a member of the Brotherhood. Yes. They should be trying to release me any day now. I've been here any long enough. Word, I know... The bureaucracy of such things and the paperwork involved is can be time-consuming, but I am biding my time and expect my eventual release into their hands shortly. Your release through regular measures or through forceful measures? Or through diplomatic measures, of course. Okay. I'm a little shocked to hear that this diplomacy would work when I hear you stand accused of attempted murder on a speaker of Bryn Shander. To Shane? She isn't right to lead that city, let alone ten towns. She doesn't have the wit for it. I was just merely trying to set Ten Towns on a better course. Indeed. And is it the Arcane Brotherhood that feels they have the best course for Ten Towns? I feel I have the best course for Ten Towns. Dude. The Brotherhood just happens to be something I am part of. This is not their agenda, it is mine. Indeed. Hmm. Well, how could we assist? Well... It is our intention to meet with the Arcane Brotherhood and move forward in our agenda. And what is your agenda, may I ask? Stopping the everlasting rhyme? Indeed. Hmm. I had thought for a moment I might have been speaking to equals on an intellect level, but now I have my doubts. Do you think you can stop the rhyme? <laughs> oh. Maybe a as we venture message. forward, as we venture forward, we find there isn't many others that share this task, and I am surprised by that. Most have just accepted this as their fate. And what makes you think take... that this cannot be stopped? You would go against Oral. Or die trying. The Frost Maiden. 
Well, certainly it shall be die trying. Two of you, it's, it's even four or five competent, intelligent people would struggle against this. And although you may be competent, it doesn't seem you're the most intelligent. Hmm. Interesting coming from a guy sitting on the wrong side in a jail. This is temporary setback. Hmm. The only proof they had was a piece of paper. And what do you think is going to happen to you once you leave here? Do you think that they're just going to let you go and try to kill her again? do not know the deals that the Arcane Brotherhood are working for me. But Ten Downs deserves better and shall have better in the end. I'm gonna glance at Crixus, kinda give him the, the rock eyebrow like Hmm. So you are of no help to us then with this rhyme. You know nothing. You say you know. You say you know, but yet you have not given us any evidence or proof that you know how or why. There is an island in the Sea of Moving Ice where it is said she resides. If you truly are the fool's that you are presenting yourself to be, you may travel there. Find a good sturdy ship, for the ice has been known to sink many. Or perhaps a magical means to get to the island. And do you know of such a way? I don't expect a magical means. I know of many magical means of transport. From the simplest things of blinking 50 feet to teleportation circles. Plane shifting. Time walking. <laughs> Mr. Gant, I will say this. It will help your agenda if we can end the rhyme. And your name is attached to such a feat. I believe well, it is it be in your said, best then, interest. Then let it be said that I have given you the location of where Earl resides. In the frozen sea of moving ice. We shall see if don't that is the truth. don't expect I shall see you. I don't expect I shall see you two again. I wouldn't be so sure of that. Are we done here then? I'm going to look at Aaron on. I, I don't have any more use for him. It doesn't seem like he can really provide us 
much actual assistance from here. I am going to look at Crixus and then say out loud, well, this seems to have been a waste of our time. He clearly doesn't know as much as we've been told he knows. And I'm going to go walk towards the guard, the door to bang on it and have the guard let us out. There is actually a guard that has been standing oh, inside the door okay. this entire time. So if I go and so if I go so and go bang walk. on the door and yell guard, he's going to look at me like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but you would have seen him. So that's whether or not you actually go bang on the door, look at him and say, we're done. No, I'll just let him. I'll just look at him and nod and say, all right, we're good here. All right. Come on, 23070. And he grabs him and kind of yanks him roughly off the chair. And <laughs> Gant starts laughing. Good luck with the Frost Maiden. <laughs> and you hear that laugh kind of fade away as the door slams uh, behind you. Shortly after the warden comes in. Did you get what you were looking for? Well, yes and no. Um, Word to the wise, I probably would not make any deals with his people. He needs to stay locked up. He is going to go after the speaker again. And uh, yeah, he's just going to end up back here. And one less good speaker shall be living. I um, know nothing or any information about a deal. It isn't even on the table. It isn't even being questioned. Okay. He's delusional. He keeps thinking the Brotherhood's coming for him, but they're not. Uh, if anything, he's embarrassed them by his name being attached to them. He's a pompous jackass. He thinks he's the smartest one in the room everywhere uh, he goes. That much is clear. I would still be aware, though. He seems very convinced, and I would hate to see him out in the wild. If you know what I mean. For sure. All right. Would you like to stay an evening, or is your business done here? I would like to leave. At Revel's End, that is. Very well. I will I, you we're good, Crixus, right? I don't think we can... I believe our there. business is concluded, Warden. Thank you very much. Um, no, thank you for your hospitality. Yes. Uh, so you guys end up... Um. He brings you to the door. Uh, your dog sleds and dogs are brought back to you. Um, the outside doors to the prison are opened. And uh, you're giving your weapons back. You unlock your box. You can get all the weapons back. You return the lock to them. Um, they get you out on your way. Uh, and when the doors close... Uh, smash cut to the warden inside the um, inside the uh, 
caretaker's room. Um, goes to the logbook, opens it up, and writes Crixus under one name and Aranon under the other. God damn it. In the book. <laughs> you guys said it right in front of them. No, we did. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're not we're not great at this espionage part of it. <laughs> you would think I would be Aaron... better. You'd think I'd have yeah, a better Aaron... Yeah. Aaron, I expect more out of you. Yeah, I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> I need I need to go back to the inn and sit in the corner for a while. Think about what I did. So where would you guys like to head? You are twenty miles north of Hollywood currently and um, outside of Revel's End, wind is, you can hear it in the distance coming around the mountain. Well, I think long term, it's clear that we need to make, we need a strong party and we need people with a sh- either a ship or a strong teleportation magic or access to magic to some extent so i i think um, what we should probably do is go to a large one of the larger towns and because i don't think any of the smaller ones are gonna know or have access to anything like any type of magical teleportation you know what i mean like we're gonna we're gonna have better luck at a large uh, maybe a large uh, uh, port town or port city because um, then we'll have the option of you know who who can get us a boat that sturdy as well as maybe a magical boat that'll just float above the water I don't know the biggest town of the ten towns is Bryn Chander. Is Brinchander on the water? I don't recall the map. It is not. It is not. Uh, Tourmaline is on Mare Duladon, and these are lakes. Uh, and you haven't been to East Haven or Cairdenaval, which are on another lake. And then there, I believe there's a third one here, and I can't well, find it. Here's a question. Know. Do all I'm these lakes at the map. connect to where if we go from one, we can get to the others? Like... Or do nope. like do we have to actually find a, a town that would connect to those islands, or not connect to the islands, but would be on the same um, waterway as the islands? The i the island is actually in the Sea of Moving Ice, which is far to the east of the Ten Towns. The Ten Towns have there are three lakes, and Red Waters is the third one, and they're only there because of the hot springs below them that keep the water tempered enough to not melt uh freeze over um but those three lakes don't connect to the sea of moving ice at all the sea of moving ice is probably 10 miles north of lonelywood if you headed straight north and then well maybe 15 miles and then another five miles to revel's end So after conferring with one another and our knowledge of the area uh, with the maps that we have, it's clear that, you know, finding someone with a ship isn't going to help us. And we will probably need to travel via magical means. 
Which almost makes it more important that we talk to somebody within the Arcane Brotherhood. Agreed. Okay, so are you where are you headed? Uh, I think Rin Shander had the um, Ice Palace, right? Is that where that was? That was Luskin. Luskin had that ice. So that's one hell of a travel. Yeah, Luskin is, is way the hell off the cold. Is uh, you you could go to Bryn Chandler and start poking around about the Arcane Brotherhood if you like, or you can. That sounds um, the most promising to start with. You did hear about. You did hear about something about a. Um, they're talking about a uh, a. Um, whale, oh yeah! Wait, let me go back. whale that lived in the in the sea of moving ice. You did have that information before. Let me go back to my rumors here. So either either way, good junk. either way, Crixus, I think we should go to Bryn Shander. I have a bunch of stuff I'd like to sell, and then maybe we could pick up some better weapons, if depending upon cost and uh, or some better, well, maybe some better armor for you or something. Um, but also, I think our best bet to find have something found magical other than the Arcane Brotherhood is going to be in a really big city. Yeah, that makes sense to me. But also, we kind of... I think that Dock Whale may end up... The the Whale may end up being another great option because it... I'm looking at my notes and it says it has a boat on its back. Yeah. And it says helping the town where possible. So if if we can find somebody that speaks whale, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can go and talk to it and say, "Hey, we're doing this for the betterment of the north. We're trying to rid the darkness or whatever." All right. Yeah, let's uh well, I guess let's head to Bryn Shander and try to find our Captain Ahab, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I would I would prefer so not take... to go into his belly. Or not to go into the whale's <laughs> stomach, but... Yeah, don't worry, you'll get spit back out on dry land. Perfect. <laughs> um, so you head back to Bryn Shander... Uh, it takes you a couple days to get back there. Um, a little longer than usual because of the, the snow had picked up and had to wait out a couple of snowstorms um, in the deep um, snow. Uh, you do spend a night in Lonelywood. Uh, you get back to Lonelywood. You see Doc and Ellie. Um, if you have any questions or anything you want to talk to them about, you've only been gone for two days when you get back to them. Um, you do notice there is a full set of um, a full set of tables now. You have four full tables with uh, two chairs at each. Um, hearth burning in the fire. Like you open the door and come inside and it's warm and toasty and 
Ellie's behind the bar when she sees you guys. She's like, hey! Oh, you guys are back. You're in one piece. That's um, good for you. Um, it, you want a drink? You want some food? We got some stew in the pot. Yep, give me all of that. Something strong. Something, something. Um, how strong, Aaron? Strong. Um, we found some interesting stuff in the basement. Challenge accepted. Um, so, she gets out this bottle. Um, And she's got like this smirk in her eye. Um, it's it's clean. Grixis, this bottle looks familiar. You found a different bottle that looks very similar to this that you packed away. It's Perfect. got these flaming wings on the front that kind of surround the neck of the bottle. And um, she pours out this very it's like a dark brown, like thick, and it's not. It's not um, not transparent. It's it's opaque as she pours this into it, and it's like this brown. You see these little like flecks of like pepper and stuff in it. Said, uh, um, "I need you to uh, well here, just here. The first one's on the house." Slam. Kick it back. It is a peppery, hot, fiery alcohol. Almost like a, almost like a really spicy, spicy, bloody Mary. Um, the burning in your throat. If it's, you feel it all the way down your esophagus and, and just about the point when you're. Um, the burning in your throat uh, stops. There's a churning in your stomach. <laughs> and a few cramps setting in. Are you oh. muted right now? Or were you, were you saying something? No, I was just what making... Say? I was just going... <laughs> yep. Um, I need um, a constitution saving throw from you. I'm going to shit my pants, aren't I? <laughs> no bueno. Seven. Seven. You know instantly that you're going to have to go, and you get up from... You kick the stool away from you and run to the bathroom. You don't make it. <laughs> you, you, you crapped yourself halfway there. You... <laughs> Scootin' Jack, I have my brown pants at, on now. At, 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 this, at this point, when uh, Crixus is watching Aranon run away, and Ellie just slides the shot over to Crixus. The whole bar erupts in laughter. Crixus looks at that drink, <laughs> looks at Ellie, looks at the drink. She's got a big grin on her face. Her eyebrows are up. She's, you can give it a shot? I'll tell you what, I'll do one with you. How's that sound? Uh, I I can't I can't look that gift horse in the mouth. Let's do it. 
And so... So Ellie pours... Yep, pour a shot. Flips it back. And she's, like... she's sitting there, she's like, oh. Con save. And she's like, oh, that's so good. And so, um, okay. Yep, nope. Yep. <laughs> she goes running off and back. I roll the same thing, seven. <laughs> you just can't win with this, can you? Not a lucky seven. I love it. I'm Not so happy a lucky right seven. I am so happy right now. <laughs> you feel the same thing. Your stomach churns. You realize you got to go, and you about halfway getting there to the bathroom. You you let loose, crap yourself. You walk into the bathroom and Aaron's there cleaning out his small clothes. <laughs> you know, I join him. I join him because there's nobody yeah. around to press to digitate the shit out of that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Show title press to digitate the shit out of that. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh,. If I could go back to the if I could go back to the Twitch board, the best idea I've seen all day. We need to take some of those cookies from Nimsy that uh, <laughs> that'll turn the rest of this night into something worthwhile. Yeah, that was next on my list. Actually, I was gonna say once I went back into the bar, I'm just gonna, yeah. No, I mean I I would actually prefer it now because I'm cleaning shit out of my pants right now. So, <laughs> it's like. So, Gotta be hiding. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna... <laughs> you grab one of the cookies. You ask for one right now and grab it. It's in my bag of holding. No, yeah, it's in my bag of holding. So after yeah. I, after I finish cleaning my trousers, holding. I'm going to uh, I'm going to reach into the bag and just grab a cookie and break off uh, a hunk and then break that just in half and give it. a chunk to Crixus and I'm gonna pop a chunk myself. Okay. Um, it, it takes a, a little bit to hit you. Um, but you're sitting there, the as you're kind of cleaned up and you're looking around and you're watching Crixus and he's kind of washing this together. And as he starts going like this, his hands just start slowly becoming this swirling ball that just kind of expands and then contracts back to his hands and you go to reach for the doorknob and the doorknob kind of swirls out of the way of your hand (laughs) and you when you open the door and head back out into the main tap room the fire roaring and it's just it's insanely colorful like you've seen gypsy caravans before and their dances and their bonfires um it is like the whole tap room is moving like a gypsy dancer with these colorful ribbons and it's relaxing and enjoyable and i need you both to make perception check
Eleven. Eleven? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Uh, you don't you don't see it within the swirling pattern, Crixus. You're just enjoying it. You're back. You got an actual normal drink now. Ellie's back behind the bar serving things up. Um, she's wearing different pants now. Um, <laughs> the uh, in the swirling pattern, Aranon, you notice. A set of eyes watching you. And then as one of the ribbons pulls away and moves beyond, you see a set of fanged teeth. I'm going to look around. sit there watching it for a little bit. And you kind of look around, and as you're looking at it, you look around, there's nothing else, but then you see the silhouette of a woman forming the ribbons. And the eyes look at you, smoldering. Make a wisdom saving throw. Natty one, no wisdom here, buddy. Three. You feel compelled to stand up and walk across the room to this woman you see in these ribbon-like swirls. Alright. I will do that. stand up. You walk forward. You walk forward. And as you walk forward, this woman takes greater shape. A porcelain skin. A long, flowing dark hair these purple eyes have you in trance she steps forward to you and you can't help but wrap your arm around her waist and she pulls you closer places does, one hand on your shoulder does Crixus slides perceive, a hand up behind your head sorry does Crixus, Crixus perceive Aranon is walking into the fireplace no, he sees him getting up. Um, he sees him walking forward. He's clearly looking at something. Um, he's entranced. You do not notice what it's flowing ribbons kind of swirling around. You do notice they're, that they're kind of swirling around his body now and kind of wrapping him up. But she wraps Crick, or Aranon. She puts her hand up behind your head and put, slides one hand up on your shoulder and moves closer to you. And pulls your head to the side and bites your neck. Crixus, at this point, Aranon passes out on the floor. Your vision goes black, Aranon. That'd be a good place to stop. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well. Oh. Crixus just just wanted to get high and make some dragons fight with his loot tonight, but it seems like shit's getting weird. Uh, I don't know what to do with that. You you can't can't do do anything. You're blacked out. Well, yeah. Very interesting. All right. That is... (laughs) I love the creepy music coming in now, too. 
Yep, I just switched it. <laughs> I, uh... Dun, dun, dun. I, I literally am at a loss for words, so apparently I'm... Dude, I'm gonna turn into a rogue thief. We'll vampire. see you all next week. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Alright, so that was awesome. Uh, show titles, people. Uh, I'm gonna put that in the chat here. Click on the link that I'm about to put in. Click and uh, vote on some show titles. Do that. Oh, sure. Let's do a. We have uh, several in there. Oh, and I don't think I ever cleared them out from last time, did I? Shit. Mm, it's been a while. It's been a while. Oh yeah, that's... yeah. You did not. Well, damn it. Nah, I'm just gonna go through here and delete this. Oh, you gotta love PBD this. PBD is not great at espionage. Mm -hmm. That's clearly been the case here. Like. You know, if it requires running in and smashing face, we can be all right. But if it's uh, sneaking around and pretending we're someone else, James Bond style, it's, uh, oh, I forgot to put pants on this morning. All right. So. All right. I got that fixed. Okay, so we are Two Nerds, One Quest. We are a weekly D&D podcast <sighs> slash show. I'm wearing the brown pants now. I'm M. Norm. <laughs> Um, find us anywhere you can uh, find podcasts and we are on Twitter and we are on Twitch and we are on Patreon basically everything is slash two nerds one quest number two nerds number one quest patreon.com slash two nerds one quest if you would like to support us um, the biggest thing you can do to support us is let other people know tell your friends tell your family tell the guy in the street give him a nice big happy shove and say two nerds one quest bitch and then run away I mean, probably don't do that because I don't want to see you get arrested, but do it. Definitely do it. I'll Google it, at least. Yeah. Or videotape it. Record so. it if you do and yep. put it on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. And then put a link to it in the Discord. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, join our Discord, by the way. Uh, link has been in the chat off and on. I'll put that in there now. Um, you can reach us there, have discussions. If you join our Patreon, uh, JC does. A monthly poll um, that's one of our rewards we have some other rewards in there as well some really fun stuff um, or you know get in there it's free talk to us ask us questions pick JC's mind talk about other stuff like movies and games and and other nerdy shit um, yeah just we're happy everybody is here thanks for joining in for me for JC for Crixus and for the missing genius lazy dragon peace Boomtown.